0: Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rtg. That's harrys.com slash rtg for a $3 trial set. Remember the game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. Uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every single Wednesday a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. If you've come back, thanks for hanging around. Uh, This week, episode 45, my pal Ty, a stand up comedian from Fort McMurray, is back in the house. We are going to talk NES and more specifically, a Boy and His Blob, Trouble on Blob, Bologna, Blob, Blob, A Boy and His Blob, I'm not saying the second part, Uh puzzle game for the NES, one of my favorites growing up, I wouldn't necessarily say a classic, but uh, it's got a cult following, I like it, I posted the teaser yesterday on my Instagram and stuff, uh, and it was just a picture of jelly beans, and a lot of people got it, so that's, I wasn't sure how many people would even know what game we were talking about based on that hint. But uh, yeah, this one's going to be fun, I think. I hope, we, I pray that it's going to be fun. Uh, I mentioned my Instagram. You guys know I have to ramble for a few minutes before I get to the podcast or the talk about the game. Uh, I mentioned my Instagram. We have Instagram and we have Twitter. Uh, remember the Game does. It's at member the game, not remember, but just member. M-E-M-B-E-R, the game. You can uh, reach out to us on there. Contact us. We follow back and stuff like that. Uh, quick shout out to, uh, I hope I'm saying your name right, bro, uh, Alej- Alejandro. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce you. I'm not even going to attempt to announce your last name. Plus, I don't know if you want your whole Instagram handle given out or not. Uh, He's been listening to the podcast on Spotify. He's new to the show. He pointed out that episodes 1 through 39 are missing on Spotify. It is a pain in the ass story. I was going to say a long story, but it's not. Basically, apparently there was a problem with the format I was using uh, to upload them to Spotify. And now they're gone, uh, apparently. So uh, episodes 40 and on are there. Shouldn't be a problem anymore Uh, if you're new to the show and you're trying to go through the back catalog, which seems to be what happens to most people when they... Uh, find the podcast they at least go looking for the games they know and you're listening on Spotify I'm very sorry that those episodes are missing you can find it on just about everything else it's on I think they're on Google Play I know they're on iTunes you can find them on Podbean they're on YouTube you can stream them off of our website which is rememberthegamepodcast.com they're everywhere uh, thanks for listening to them I really appreciate it Alejandro thanks for the reach out sorry about the mix up there man uh, so Twitter and Instagram at memberthegame you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rememberthegame and we have our website remember the gamepodcast.com and we are coming soon to twitch I think. I have signed up. I have done a little bit of homework, a little bit of research into it. Much like when I started podcasting, I know fucking nothing about streaming or Twitch or anything. Um, apparently, I can't just upload video right away. I have to reach a certain level there first. Otherwise, I have to stream live and then I can use it as a video on there. Um, that's not an easy thing to do with this podcast because we often record in the middle of the afternoon, me and my guests. Usually, I'll have like a day where I'll have four or five people come over and each record two episodes and that'll get me going for a couple of months um so i'm still working on what we're going to do on twitch but it is coming um i got a few really exciting things uh to do with the podcast here in the coming weeks i'm hoping to drop it all around episode 50 which is only five weeks away now which is pretty exciting to me i know the game i know the guest um and i'm hoping to just really drop the next step of this podcast right at that same time episode 50 uh basically the podcast is going to be leveling up I think, and I hope, uh, it's going to be more content for you guys. It's going to be a much bigger commitment for myself. Um, but that's something that I've been flip-flopping on for quite a long time. As anyone that's listened to this podcast or any regularity knows, it's something I talk about almost every week. And I have finally decided to make a little bit more of a commitment, uh, to it. I think that, um, gonna get on my soapbox here for half a second. And then I'm going to get back to video games. Uh, I think a lot of people hesitate to try things sometimes take leaps and give things a shot, be it a podcast writing, uh, performing, learning how to do something, whatever. Um, because it's hard and it seems like it's going to take forever. And you think that, you know, when it comes to creating like with podcast or YouTube or Twitch or something, maybe you think you'll never get a big listener base. And then what's the point? Um, I would just say if you're one, of, I felt like that about stand-up comedy. Uh, again, as you probably, anyone that listens to this knows, cause I rant about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, I am a stand-up comedian. Um, I would call myself a borderline professional comedian. I don't really have a day job. I have a couple side things I do, but I'm also not a touring national headliner or anything like that. Um, But it's been three and a half years since I started stand-up. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know, when I started, I drove a forklift. I worked in a warehouse. I was 32 years old. And I just decided uh, this is something I've wanted to try my whole life. I'm going to give it a shot. And in three and a half years, I've managed to turn it into a semi-career. And it's been a lot of hard work. And I still have a long, long way to go Um, but the podcast, this podcast has been the same thing for me when I, I originally started podcasting doing a different one. It was called Adam wastes time and it was a comedy podcast. Just me talking about my life and standup, uh, that got like five listens a week. We did about 80 episodes. Uh, but my, the reason I did it was not necessarily to gain a ton of listeners. I just wanted to learn how to do this podcasting thing. I bought some equipment. I invested a little bit of money, a lot of time. And, uh, for anyone that's listened to this show with any regularity knows I'm still by no means fucking good at it at all. Uh, but I'm learning and I've learned a ton about editing and stuff like that. And so my goal is to do that with Twitch and YouTube and some streaming and stuff like that here in the next coming weeks. So, uh, the point I wanted to make is, uh, if there's something you want to try anything creative, uh, if you want to learn something, you want to learn how to cook, you want to lose weight, you want to fucking try up comedy, whatever it is, don't not do it because you think that it's going to be too hard. Okay. Just try it. Just take one little step at a time. Don't get discouraged when you misstep, when you fall, just keep trying and you never know what could come of it. You know, um, just try it, you know, just try. That's all I'm trying to say is just try stuff. Don't hesitate to try stuff. You know, uh, this podcast, uh, when I when I dropped Adam Waste's time I know I'm going on a rant here but you guys are used to that by now when I dropped Adam Waste's time and started just focusing on Remember the Game uh, it was because I had found something that I was really passionate about doing I was talking to a fellow comedian a few nights ago who has a podcast and he was like dude it must be so fun to do a podcast that you actually enjoy doing and I said, yeah, it is, you know, and I think a lot of people launch them and they they don't enjoy doing it. They just do it because it's the thing to do. And I'm telling you right now, it will not last. If that's the case, eventually you'll get sick of it. You'll, the quality will suck and you'll drop by the wayside. If you want to do a podcast, find something you really enjoy and then double down on that. And that's what I've done with this. It's basically, this is nothing more than an excuse for me to justify the time I spend playing video games. Um, but I'm so grateful that anyone listens to it, much less as many of you that do listen to it do, and you guys have taken time to support it. So uh thank you guys so much. Um I'm really excited for the for the projects I'm working on. I've got about a month to get them all figured out if I want to launch them with episode fifty. So that's what I'm gonna be focusing on uh over the next few weeks. But there'll still be an episode every week. I'm not going anywhere. And uh and just thank you guys very much. I, I, I know I say it a hundred times an episode, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys supporting the show. Um and if you do support the show and you do like it, please leave us a review. I don't know what they do, but I think we need them. So that's all. Rant over. Let's talk some video games, then we'll get to Boyne's blob. Uh the NES online service uh, it's on the switch. Some people have talked about how they don't like it and uh, how they want virtual console back and things like that. I, uh, I just wanted to say, I, 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 I enjoy it. It's, I mean, uh, I think it's 20 bucks a year here in Canada. I believe it's $25 a year or something like that. Um, I pay for it with the gold coins I earn on the Nintendo eShop just by buying games. Uh, you can register your games and it doesn't matter if they're digital or physical, you can register them and things like that. And, uh, and, uh, you can use those, you get, it's not a lot of money, but you, I save it up for the year. And by the time my Nintendo online service, uh, is due for renewal, I have enough money in that to just do it for free. And, uh, if you don't know what it is, basically they've gotten rid of their virtual console and now you just get NES every, every month they add two or three new NES games and we're up to almost 40 NES games that you can play on the go anywhere you want online. There's, uh, you know, save states and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's a great way to get to play some of these old games um i'd love to see it improved obviously i mean i really want i want snes games on there more than anything on the world uh which i would bet everything i own uh is announced at e3 in a month but um i like it you know it's 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 a it's a fraction of the price of xbox live and play ps plus and you get a fraction of the services for it so that's all um I like it. That's basically all I had down in my notes was to say that I like NES Online. Uh, Xbox has just released a digital-only console, uh, which actually I think is very cool, um, to the point where I got an email this morning from Best Buy just saying it's available now, and I went and checked it out because that interests me. I love digital gaming. I don't have a lot of space. I don't want a ton of discs laying around, Um, and there's a few games on Xbox I'd be interested in playing, but it's $300 here in Canada. I think it's $250 in the States. Um, which I think is too much for a console that's as old as that. I mean, PlayStation starting to talk about the PS5. This is going to be outdated software soon. Uh, when it gets down to like one, maybe maybe one, I mean, preferably 149 maybe 179 maybe I'll look at it, but $299 uh, to play or to buy something that I can't even buy used games for doesn't interest me anymore. Um, maybe if it gets cheaper. And uh, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is that makes me wonder... Uh, uh, even more than I already have if there's a new Xbox announcement coming at E3 because Microsoft is going to be at E3 and Sony's already dropped details about the PS5 and I know some people are wondering so where's the Xbox fuck 2 or 4 or whatever they decide to call it uh, I don't think they're going to announce one at E3. I don't think you release a system like you just did with the digital. If they, if they just released the new Xbox one, all digital console, and then six weeks later or whatever it is, announce the details for the new Xbox that kills your old hardware sales. Cause everyone's going to wait for the new Xbox. I don't understand why they would do that. So I don't think there's a new hardware announcement coming anytime soon from Xbox. I'm still of the belief that they're going to team up with Nintendo and there may not even be another Xbox. Um, We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. By the time you listen to this, it may have already been uh, disproven. But I, I just, I'm curious. It has me it has me fascinated. I'm curious to see what Microsoft does. I would love to see Microsoft just get out of the console business, work with Nintendo to improve Nintendo online, bring Xbox Live to the Nintendo Switch, charge us $60 a year or whatever it is for a full, uh, full-fledged online service and give us more games. I totally, I would pay it in a heartbeat. Fucking just do better, you know? But the Xbox is never going to beat the PlayStation 4. And the new Xbox is not going to touch the PS5. It's, you know, it just isn't. So do something better with your time and your money, Microsoft. Uh, Quickly, shout out to Best Buy. Go fuck yourselves. Leave me alone. I looked at that Xbox this morning and then closed the the website and then got an email like two hours later uh, saying, hey, are you still interested? From Best Buy. Just being like, hey, it says I'm reading it right here. We don't want you to miss out. And it's a fucking the web page to go buy the xbox like fuck off that's so creepy and i know they're not the only store out there that does that if you see other people or consumers are on your fucking website looking at items and then they don't buy them don't email us being like hey don't miss out on it because now you're just stalking us and it's fucking weird so go away best buy Okay, that's my ranting about current games. Quickly, what am I playing this week? Uh, Not a lot. I haven't had a lot of time to play. I've been on the road a lot for stand-up comedy this week. I'm still kind of grinding through Shining Force on my Switch. Uh, I loved it to start. I am starting to get bored of it, but I think I'm getting close to the end, so I got to finish it. Um, I'm also almost done Resident Evil on the PlayStation Classic. I fucking love it. I can't wait to play the rest of them. I wish I had played this more as a kid. Uh, Fucking dope. It's great. And I finished Kirby's Adventure on the Switch on the NES Online, just something I had started quite a while ago. It was one of my favorites growing up, and I'll tell you, if you don't play the Kirby games because you think they're too easy, uh, give this one a shot. This one and Kirby Superstar and the Super Nintendo are both fucking awesome, and they're easy, but they're not as easy as like the current Kirby games. They're worth your time, and if you have NES Online, they're free, so just try them uh okay that's what i've been playing that's my rant this week we're talking about one of my absolute favorite games growing up which is a boy and his blob for the nes uh this is one of those games my brother and i would rent over and over and over and over again uh we had no chance at beating it but we still kept renting it we played it uh, so much uh just listen to the music and there's basically one song you guys are about to learn because it's the only song in the fucking game outside of the title track uh the music just flash me back to being a kid we would go to the video store rent a couple of video games get a slurpee and then come home and just play those video games all weekend we've all done it we all did it back in the day it was the fucking best uh and that was our game we rented it was boy and, his, boy and blob and the adams family and ghostbusters were the three we would rent over and over and over again and in hindsight this is easily the best of the three and that's not saying much because none of them are very good uh good stuff they made a remake of it a year or two ago i think or maybe it was a few years ago i never did play it but it looked cool um that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the original. My guest this week is my friend Ty. He is a stand-up comedian from Fort Mac. You may remember him from the infamous Halo episode of a few weeks ago where the sound was not good. I apologize for that. The sound in this one is better. Still not perfect. Uh, I will not make the mistake of not taking my headphones on the road again. Just please grind through this episode with the sound. Ty's a great guest. This is a great game. Cue the music. There it is. Get used to it, because it's the only music in the fucking game. And let's talk a boy and his blob for the Nintendo Entertainment System, originally released in North America in January of 1990. Uh, Check it out. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job, because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... Okay, so we're going to dip back into the NES pool this week. Uh, Still on the road. I can't remember. I don't know if this episode will go up before or after any of the other ones where I'm on the road. But we are on the road recording in Fort McMurray, Alberta. I'm sitting here with Ty Brandt, comedian from Fort Mac. How is it going, my friend? It's going well, buddy. It's going well. We have a sold-out show in three and a half hours. So we're just sitting here drinking because that's how comics get ready to go on stage. They numb their feelings.
1: Yeah, if I have to walk up straight and not stumble to the stage, I don't think I'm
0: going to do good. (laughs) I'm not going to do good (laughs) anyway. It doesn't (laughs) fucking matter. Um, But before then, we're going to talk video games. And as you'll know from the intro, you have no doubt just listened to this week. We are talking about a little cult classic from the Nintendo Entertainment System, A Boy and His Blob. Did you? I like this game. I loved it. Did you own it? I did. Fuck! I, I did.
1: I had it on the original Nintendo. We this
0: was like. I'll oh, see. Maybe you didn't word this, but like, I had. Everyone had those games they rented over and over and over and over again. Or these most. This was my game. My brother and I would rent this game every two weeks. Fucking just rent it, rent it, rent it. Like we could have bought it for the amount of money we fucking spent renting it. Yeah. Um, and just loved it. There was something. I like. Did you play the remake? Because they remade it a few years ago. <laughs>
1: they they made it onto. I think it was the the. Game Boy Advance, and then it was again onto the Wii. But I believe no, it was on I the never, Wii. Yet. I never played them. I just played the original, and I was happy with it. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, by the time the remakes were made, I was onto different types of games. Of course. But as a puzzle game, I loved it as a kid.
0: Yeah. is it's, it's a charming... Like, this game oozes charm. And the thing about this game is, like, there's a lot of shit... And we'll get into it now in the next 20 minutes or so. There's a lot of shit that this game does wrong. Oh, yeah. In my, like, a oh, lot oh, yeah. of shit.
1: There's no guidance. No, There's
0: none. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like... Like, to me, the NES... The NES had games that that just were masterpieces. And when I say that, I think of Super Mario Bros. 3. You know, I think of Legend of Zelda. Like, just, like, great games. They had fucking horrendous games. Like, Ghostbusters, that I'm going to someday do an episode on and just shit all over. And then they had games where they're like... If you played it for the first time today, you might be like, This isn't that good. But when you played it over and over as a kid, there's something about it where it was it had just enough good in it to overlook all the bad and just enjoy it. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying.
1: It was coming off so it was David Crane, the guy that created the game. Mm -hmm. And he had done pitfall. Mm -hmm. So he had come off of pitfall onto this. And at the time, it was great. I think it it won, like, parental awards, and it won best in show at CES, and, like, it had done really well for a puzzle game. The problem was, part of the puzzle was that they gave you Zero guidance. No, there was no real instructions. They never taught you how to play. No, you didn't know what the story was really.
0: No, okay, and that's oh, yeah, so that's oh yeah, so just quickly, so Crane also actually did Ghostbusters, did the he? first Ghostbusters video game. So he did some good and some bad. Fucking Ghostbusters, um, but this game. So we rented it. We never had the manual. Uh, if you the owned it, you must have had the didn't manual. Have anything in it either? It doesn't sound like the manual had fucking much go with it. was nothing. My understanding of because you're right. I growing up playing it, I had no fucking idea why i was running around with this blob trying to collect treasure like i i had no fucking idea (laughs) that's what you were supposed to do right Right. i don't know why my understanding now having done my minimal 33 minutes of homework that i do for all these episodes (laughs) is that the blob's home planet had been taken over by some bad guys that were making them nothing but junk food yeah so blob came to earth to get somebody to help him Stop these bad guys, and to stop them, you had to get vitamins and go back to Blob's planet with vitamins. Blobonia. Blobonia. That's right. <laughs> but to to buy the vitamins, you had to go under what looks like New York City yeah, New with York this City blob Sunday. in caverns and collect treasure that is just floating giant diamonds <laughs> and sacks of money. Yeah, it
1: makes no sense. Fucking chests of gold and jewels.
0: So the, the basic concept of the game is you go underground with your blob, collect enough treasure to buy vitamins, then fly back to Blobonia with the blob to feed vitamins to the enemy so he will go away and then the blob people don't have to eat just junk food anymore. Do you know how long it took me to figure out... How the fuck I was supposed
1: to fly from the New York City subway system to Blabonia?
0: I I, I never did. So okay, well, you, you did? Like did I you did. beat it? You
1: beat it as a kid? I beat it as a kid, but it was years later. It was like when I first got I was five when it came out. I think okay. I was seven or eight when I first played it. And it was it was cool because the inner fat kid of me always had dreams of like if I ate candy, what powers would it give me? Right. Type shit, right? So it played into that childhood you know stupidity of well maybe that's not the right word but that childhood obsession of different imaginations of things i could do if i did this and yeah you know like oh, i wish i'd get bit by a spider like peter parker yeah yeah like so it's just oh if jelly beans could give me powers what would it be i yeah i think that i think i identify with the blob not the kid I (laughs) i
0: think that's the primary charm of this game is like Every kid wanted, like, an alien buddy or a monster but You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this
1: game was coming out at the same time as, like, The Last Starfighter mm-hmm. and E.T. Do you remember My Pet Monster? Yeah, didn't that have... Yeah, the had blue this, guy a, under the bed. No, it, it, was it was a cartoon. Yeah, it was a cartoon. Okay, it was this
0: little monster animal thing that had handcuffs. And when he had handcuffs on, he was a stuffed animal. Yeah, but when he took the handcuffs off, he became a real life monster. Like I had a toy. I loved him, and that's what Blob was. Blob yeah. was like it was like every kid wanted an E.T. wanted a My Pet Monster. Well, it wanted was all at the same
1: time. Was it was like this this foreign alien would come to earth and befriend a child rather than an adult yeah right right so it was
0: it was the exact same. it was 89 it was the same time <laughs> yeah which like and in hindsight like, yeah if he came down and he really needed help like go to an adult a navigator so, uh, yeah and things like that how about instead of risking this child's life in these vicious caverns you just go to a rich adult and be like hey can i borrow three grand for vitamins to so this can... day i'm still scared of
1: worms in the subway system
0: dude so okay so that's one of the things i put down so like Okay, so 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 you start off like in the city, and then you go into the subway, and then you end up. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the only way into the caverns from the subway is at some point feed the the blob a, a bean that makes them into a hole. We'll explain the beans in a second, and then go through the hole down are in these caverns. Yeah, um, those caverns legitimately scared the fuck out of me as a kid. They scared me. They were just they were, and I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of caves. I'm not I'm not uh, uh what the fuck is the word when you're afraid of like small spaces. Claustrophobic. Uh, claustropho- like, none of that bothers me. I'm not afraid of water. But those caves terrified me. They were just dark, Little evil. Little Adam f- never went spelunking. I hated <laughs> them. I fucking, like, this game creeped me out as a kid. Because I was like, you don't know when you're going to just fall and die. You're in these fucking... That was one of the problems with
1: the game. It's like, oh, I've got nowhere to go but down this hole. What happens if I go down that right. hole? I don't know. Right? So you were scared.
0: So... Yeah, okay, so just like I, I can't imagine you listening to this and you never played it, but in case that's the case, you understand the story now. So the basic uh, uh, gameplay is you control the kid. I don't think they ever name him. I think he's just boy. Yeah. You can name him whatever you want. It's you. You're so, supposed to identify. With. Yeah, so you control the boy, and the blob follows you by hopping along behind you. And you can go running away, and then you gotta kind of wait for the blob to catch up. It's a side
1: scroller with I think five or six panels.
0: Right. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, and then vertical up and downs and stuff as well. But you couldn't. And, you couldn't go. You couldn't change
1: like verticality yourself.
0: No, only by the gate. Like, like so, the boy so couldn't the top jump.
1: Level like there were stairs, but you could walk around the stairs if you walked fast enough. Right. Or if you walked slow enough, go down the stairs. But right. That was it. There was
0: no jump. Like no. the boy couldn't. The only way the boy could jump was to make the blob into, like, a trampoline yeah. and then bounce on him. Uh, so the boy, all you did, literally, all the only controls in this game are to run left and right, and then I guess use up to climb ladders when you make him into, like, a ladder and stuff like that. Uh, and then one button whistles to get the blob to come running back to you or to, like, change out of whatever shape he's turned into. And the other button throws jelly beans. And that's all the controls in the game. And then, like, select scrolls through your jelly beans. So the blob is following you. And you've got, like two dozen different flavors of jelly beans. And some of them are like... Because that's one of the things I loved about this game was I got... Because this was way before Jelly Bellies. I remember thinking like, what do some of these jelly beans would taste like? Like a root beer jelly bean sounds fucking awesome. But then there was like ketchup. (laughs) There was tangerines or something. There was vanilla, root beer, beer, cola. Like just all these weird fucking jelly bean flavors. And so you feed... Apple. So you feed the jelly beans to the blob, and with each jelly bean, he turns into a different item or a different. Yeah, he was the utility. He, he was, was your items. Weapons. Yeah, and so the concept of the game is you traverse all these puzzles using the blob in his various forms, from feeding him beans to go around and collect this treasure. And like, like you said, like after you, because the subway is easy. You go down into the subway. There's only like one or two treasures. You use a ladder to like climb up and get them. Yeah, because you turn him into a ladder. That's it. Then you have to make him into a hole on one of like six panels. Walk through this hole and pray. Experimented. Yeah. And just pray that as you fall, because like basically like 90% of the game takes place in these caverns under the city. And once you fall through this hole, you're in these caverns, but you could walk through the hole and land on the ground right away and be exploring the caverns. You could walk through that hole and then be falling for fucking eight screens and then die and then die. And you only got five, five lives. No continues. No extra lives. No saves. No saves. And this is one of the most frustrating things about this game. And this wasn't just this game. This was the NES back then. There was a lot of games like this. But the only way to learn was trial and error. Especially pre-internet, right? Like, if you tried it now, you could look up where to go, I guess, if you wanted to and shit like this. Back then, there was no internet. There was fucking nothing. Like, the only way you learned where to go and where you would die and where you wouldn't die was trial and error. And once you fucked up five times... Then start it would start all over and go back. and like just and if you never played games in the 80s and the 90s, you might be like, that sounds fucking terrible. And maybe <laughs> it is by today's standards, but that's just how we were raised. It was just like, OK, like, let's gear up and try again. You know what I mean? It was an arcade machine at I, home. I
1: think it taught me patience because it would be I'd play after dinner and then it'd be bedtime and I'm not done my game. So you'd turn off the TV only. Yeah. And leave your, yeah. your Nintendo on go to school the next day, yeah. Nintendo's still on, come back, turn on the TV and it's still prop, yeah. music. Ding, 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 ding. I used to
0: prop something up in front of the lights so my mom couldn't see I left the game on all day because yeah, that was yeah. the thing. So, okay, so there's not only trial and error. And like So the whole is just one example. Yeah. There's so much shit that can kill you. Rocks are falling on you. You can die in the water Like yeah. you can fall into water and if you don't, You can make blob into a bubble and then float in this bubble in the water. And if he's not in the bubble, then you drown in the water. But then you had, like, there was, like, stalactites and stalagmites in the caverns that
1: would pop your bubble if you got too close. Yeah. But you had to go between them, which was, to me, the hardest part of the entire game. It was, yeah. As a kid, trying to get between two, I couldn't. Yeah. There was no, like, there was no, oh, I just, I'm here, and I just dropped down. You had to keep going back and forth, left, right, left, right, yeah. left, right, to navigate in, and then left, right, to get yeah. back up. It was a sudden death. for me. It was
0: a sudden death version of the damn level in Ninja Turtles, <laughs> where you're just trying to steer through the tightest little fucking areas in the water. You could die from, there were these, like, I don't know if they were, they must have been aliens, like the big worms and stuff. They were
1: supposed to, yeah, they were worm things that just basically bounced, so all, you couldn't fight them. You could just go underneath them. You just had to time right. it.
0: But it, that was so hard to do. Like it was so difficult. And cuz that's the other thing is like so everything basically everything fucking kills you outside of treasure and the blob. Everything kills you. So you need to figure out what mode of the blob will get you by these things from which jelly bean, but there's no legend anywhere to tell you what each jelly bean does. No, you had to figure it out, and they gave you
1: ridiculous amounts of jelly beans. You'd have like 95 of one sure. that you'd only ever use like four times in the whole game. Right,
0: and it just seemed like so random. Like, <laughs> yeah. they just were like, give him two dozen of this one he needs once. Oh, he's going to need a lot of these. Give him six. Yeah. And like, if he wastes one, he's fucked. You only really needed to use the root beer once. If you were, if you were good with the bubble in no, the water, No, the
1: root beer was the rocket. And the oh, rocket, the root beer was the rocket. It was rocket, cola was the bubble. The rocket right. took you from New York City to the cornfields of Blabonia, <laughs> and you could you know, that was all that was the only time you ever needed it. It served oh, no fuck. other purpose. After you had vitamins, and like you'd do that the first time, right? And like you get there, but there's nothing to do, right. so you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. So you need to go back, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what the hell. So you collect a little treasure, then you. Jump on the rocket ship again and yeah. go back. Like, oh, I still. What am I supposed to do? It, there was no guidance.
0: If that game, if this game came out today with no guidance, no telling you what every bean does, random announce of these, because you think if kids you've would got say a, fuck it, never play. Kids would totally say, "Fuck it." If you had fifty of the root beer bean and you actually only ever need to use it one time, one time. But you're it. looking at it and it turns them into a rocket, and you don't know what the rocket does, and so you're like, "Well, what the fuck?" Like, there must be some point coming up where I need this rocket, like. But you never do. It's like they just put it in as a mind fuck for kids to just make them try to figure out what to do. So you're trying to figure out what each bean does. Because like a bean will turn them into a blowtorch. A bean will turn him into a ladder, into a never bubble. Use the blowtorch. Into a hole. It could blow through spider webs. That was one I actually did use, because you could pick them up and run through a spider web with them, and then you wouldn't die when you touch a oh, spider web. Okay. You could turn them into an umbrella, which would help you float and would protect and you protect from rocks from when you fall. Rocks. Like it was you could turn them into all these things. And so it's like I bet you I bet you if you knew what you were doing you could probably beat that game in about 20 minutes, 30 minutes probably. But like where the replay came and where you got your money's worth as a kid was like first you need to figure out what each bean turns them into. And most kids like you mentioned before we started recording would write a list down of like okay, hey, this turns them into this, this turns them into this, Had this turns to. into that. Then you do. know what those beans did. Once you know what all the beans do, then it's like okay, well now I need to figure out okay, well, what what mode will attack this puzzle? What mode will attack this puzzle? How do I get to this part? How do I get to this part? And it's frustrating, but at the same time, there's something about it where you're like, okay, well, now I know there's a diamond two screens above the screen I'm on right now, and the only way to get it is to turn Blob into a trampoline Stay completely stagnant and just keep yeah, bouncing on it because you'll start bouncing a little higher, a little higher, a little higher. And if you push left or right at all, you're fucked because you're not going to land on that trampoline. And then by the time you've bounced high enough to get the diamond, you're probably bouncing too high. You and then when you miss the trampoline, you die. Ceiling.
1: Yeah, you smash into the the roof so hard that like I'm like, okay, well my character's dead. No, it's just oh he just stopped moving. Yeah, it fuck. is what it is. So just bang, you know, it's just concussion, spinal contusion.
0: So, <laughs> fuck. So. So there's replay in figuring out the beans. There's replay in figuring out all the puzzles. There's replay in dying constantly and then knowing, okay, next time uh, I need to use this bean in this exact part. It was hours and hours of trial and error. Right, that and starting was. over, over, and over, over and you again. you had to have patience. and th- A ton of patience. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens. Maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but... patience and then the other thing that frustrates me about it and this isn't like i can excuse certain things like the trial and error thing because back in the day people that's just how we design video games you know one of the things that i think is inexcusable in this game is that the kid handles like a bag of shit he fucking gets running and you almost pick up like a head of steam once you get moving forward and then when you try to stop he does this fucking weird Weird slide slide. (laughs) where he kicks his ankle like a cartoon like where he digs his heels in like but it's so hard to like get him to stop where you want him to stop sometimes right off the edge right or you slide off an edge and then you're fucked like once cuz as soon as you fall you're fucked you, you can't call blob to come save you you know yeah. or trying to get blob to be in the right place to fucking feed him something sometimes like if you want to feed him a a whole bean you had to get him standing in the right place cuz if you fell through the hole in the wrong place you'd fucking fall and die it was just <laughs> like so many things wrong about it but they put just enough charm and just enough originality and, and puzzle it problem good. solving in it, it. it was a good looking game time um, for 89 it did the the um the music was fucking obnoxious it starts out okay so this is gonna be the first episode in the history of this podcast where it's the same song three times because i usually use a different song for the intro for before the chat starts and then at the end of the chat this game literally has one song was there just, any better
1: music in the remakes? Maybe you can use that. Uh maybe. I, it's just it's just
0: so if you liked the music that you've already heard twice, go play Boy and his Blob because you will literally listen to that song until you die. And it's like a 15-second fucking loop over and over and over. And it's like respectfully. To the powers that be at Boyd's Blob headquarters, this game isn't that big that the cartridge was full and you were like, oh, we can't get any more music on here. You were just like, we have a song that's fucking good enough. And you know what? That fucking, what's the name? The dude that designed it? What's David his name? David Crane. David Crane. He also designed the Ghostbusters game that also has that one shitty fucking song. Before he
1: presented Son of to a bitch. Nintendo, day of, he was like, before CES, I think it was, I read an article that he was in his hotel room Finishing the game, and he had stayed up for like sixty something hours before. And then he's presenting it, and then at night he'd go back to his hotel room and fix all the bugs from the, the playable demo that was going on at CES. So the game was finished literally like the day before launch. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So like that's why he didn't put any music into it. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm not going to excuse it, but, but I pass. will. Yeah. You, you had an unfinished product. That's fair. That's fair.
0: <laughs> it's a weird game, but it's one of those ones that like. I think when most people think of the NES, they instantly like. I part of me mentioned earlier Mario. They think of Zelda. They think of like of like like of Kirby of Contra. This was a hidden independent gem. This was an absolute like. This is a an off the beaten path NES game that's really good and like. I'm I'm am I'm a loyal Nintendo guy. The Super Nintendo is my favorite console of all time. But there's always going to be a soft spot in my heart for the NES because for most people our age, the NES was where you start. If you didn't have a like, I never had a, a, a an Atari or a ColecoVision or any of that stuff. Like, then my NES was where I began. I had a Commodore, but I don't remember it. Okay, right. So it's the NES, right? Like that's the one that most of us started with. And it's like there are a lot of bad games on the NES. If that library has got to be eight or nine hundred games long, and I bet you anything. So 650 of them are fucking terrible <laughs> this isn't terrible if you never played it and have no nostalgia for it i could understand you trying it and being like this is fucking dumb i'll be five minutes into it like yeah no. i totally and i could understand that and i would be okay with that but if you played this as a kid you could fire it up now probably die five times in 10 minutes and be like well i've had my fix but it would give you those warm and fuzzy nostalgia feelings this was a fun game man absolutely i like that cover art is burned into my mind that that red yellow lettering that was on it you yeah. know what i mean like the blob just seemed like such a cool guy i always adored the whistling aspect of it how you would hit b and in a the nes had terrible sound for a lot of their games because it just wasn't capable of doing sound but the whistle sounded like a whistle and you would hit b and it was like the kid would put his fingers in his mouth and do the like you i'm not gonna whistle the into the mic because you're gonna hear like a but it would just be like the, and then blob would come running up and sometimes he would be smiling because he'd be happy to be with you and then if you threw a bean and he missed it then his face he would go sad, sad. Face, yeah. and then you'd have to like i would almost waste a bean to keep him smiling sometimes just be like well here man i'm sorry like chill here, out have one of these i don't need right yeah yeah here have a fucking root beer one i have two thousand of them um <laughs> like the blob like he almost felt like a dog like he was like your yeah. your sidekick you know what i mean and I don't know how they managed to get you to feel this attachment to this fucking alien in an eight bit NES game, but they did like, I love blob. I just, he's really cool. Making me want to go and get a blob tattoo right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna go that far, but it's, it, no. Yeah. It's, um, I never beat it. I wish I had It's on my NES classic. Cause I, uh, went in and played with the insides of my NES classic and I haven't fired it up yet. And I'm pretty tempted to just fire it up and give it a run. Cause this is a great game. Um, can you get that on Switch? No. Oh, but that's one of those ones I th- I, I would love to see because the Switch has their NES online, where they keep dropping two or three NES games a month, and I would love to see that game pop up. I don't know if it will because that remake of it is out now, so yeah, maybe probably. they don't want the they original. Won't be out, the original. But I wish they would. Um, Twenty minutes on an NES game is usually where I'm out of shit to say. Have you got anything else to say before we score this thing, Ty? Um,
1: we were saying you couldn't jump. Yeah, but you could give him a strawberry one and he would turn into a platform so you could walk across holes. Mm. Yeah,
0: a bridge. You could give. Yeah, him, yeah. Uh,
1: w- w- I think one of the biggest puzzles that stumped me out of the whole game was near the end when you're about to leave the subway. Uh, you could only get out one way uh, and it was to remove a manhole cover. And I couldn't figure out how the right. fuck to do it. It took me forever. That's when I learned that's when you use the apple. Yeah. The apple jelly bean turned him into a jack. Apple and the jack. jack popped the yeah. manhole cover off, so you could get out.
0: Right. Uh, some of, like some of the beans seem random. Some of them, like what they turn them into, makes sense. Like you give him cinnamon, and he turns it into a blowtorch, and it's like, oh, because the cinnamon one's kind of hot, so now yeah. he's breathing fire. And like you said, the the apple jack, apple jacks, you know, or um, uh, the soda one or cola or whatever it was called, turns him into a bubble because of the fizz in that. Yeah. Some of them make complete sense.
1: Tangerine was trampoline. Right.
0: And then some of them made no fucking sense at all, and you were just you had to just figure it out. But it was clever. Um, just I just thought of it just looking at my notes. I know we kind of harped on this earlier about the trial and error thing, but that's one of the things about this game is sometimes you come across an obstacle, and and part of the reason it's so trial and error and stuff is not because like if you use the wrong bean, sometimes you don't get another chance. It kills you. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, it does. Like you come across an obstacle, where you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, what'll fucking get me through that? And then if you try the wrong item. Not only is it like, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try another item. But there goes one of your five lives. Now you got to get back there and try again. Yep. And that's where the over and over and over. And the NES was so guilty of killing you on purpose. I, th- I think that a lot of games were guilty of killing you on purpose. So you had to start over. So the game was longer. You know, you couldn't beat it in 20 minutes the first time. Nobody beat that game the first time they played Not it. It'd be impossible. Chance. And Not I think that chance. was, you know, like when you were charging $60, 70 $80 for a game in the fucking 80s and 90s, you needed kids to get their money's worth, right? And that was one way to do it was to just kill them over and over again so they'd have to start over. Good game. Uh, Ty, what would you give a boy and his blob on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: I'm going to give it a 6. Um, it was definitely fun. It's got a lot of good nostalgia. But once you beat it once, there was no replayability. None. It uh, it was a lot of trial and error. It gave you no guidance. So that's I'm, I'm docking points for never explaining anything to you. Uh, you know, trial and error and figuring things out is a cool concept. But for this, it got frustrating a lot of the time. Agreed. Um, the graphics were decent. I, a loser's a point for music. But oh, yeah, fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna say six. Six. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. it was yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I would, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'll give it if you if you played it as a kid and you have nostalgia for it. I'll give it a seven because it's worth going back for the nostalgia of. It's almost like being reunited with a like watching videos of it. I was like, hey, it's Blob. Like I just I love that stupid <laughs> hey, Blob. Hey, buddy. I was like, what's up, man? So if you have nostalgia for it, I'll give it like a six and a half to a seven. If you never played it before and then you tried it now, I give it a. Five maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm like it's not it's not a great game there's better puzzles like every aspect of this game has been done better since oh yeah absolutely but it was a pretty original game it's at first the time. time and blob is awesome so uh good stuff buddy good job thanks Ty hey thanks let's, let's go tell some jokes oh we can try done That's going to do it for this week's episode. Ty, thank you so much for talking boy and his blob with me. And all of you, thank you so much for listening and your support through the last 45 episodes. I'm so grateful. I know you guys know that. I basically give you all hand jobs through the microphone every seven days because you listen to the podcast, but I really do appreciate it. Uh, Boy and his blob, if you haven't played it, It's not really available fucking anywhere, but the remake is on a few things. I suggest trying it. It was a fun game back in the day. I have it on my NES Classic, and I'm pretty tempted to fire it up this weekend and and see if I can... I mean, I'm not going to be able to beat it, but at least I'll die a few more times, just for old times' sake. Uh, good enough. You guys, like I mentioned off the top, I have some exciting, exciting things that I'm working on. I'm really fired up for them. Maybe nobody's going to care, but that's not the point. I'm hoping to launch them all with episode 50 in a few weeks. Until then, I've got some great episodes lined up, ready to go. I will not miss a Wednesday. There'll be a new episode for you guys every week. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a good review. Please throw us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at MemberTheGame. And uh, I will check in with you guys again in seven days. Go play some video games, take it easy, and I'll see you later. Cheers.